Welcome to the Heal Everything Podcast with none other than Tama Aziz Serwa. You are not here by coincidence. This is a sacred space for the holy, ratchet woman who knows that she has the power to heal everything. I'm going to help you learn some new things, create a legacy of healing, elevate your mind. You do not want to miss an episode of this podcast. So make sure you subscribe and you share and you favorite us. And invite your sisters because we're about to have a powerful conversation. Tune in. Our people, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Heal Everything podcast. I have another amazing guest with us who is not only a powerful leader in the interfaith space, but she is my sister for real. (laughs) Like we are friends in real life, not just on social media, not just in the marketplace, but in the moments of my life where I needed to be anchored and I needed to be nurtured around who I am spiritually. God blessed me with none other than who we call affectionately the bishop. Doreen Haynes, thank you for saying yes and being available for this episode. I'm going to introduce her first, and then we're going to start the conversation. This is part of our series on spiritual self-care one-on-one. This is not the first time that Doreen and I have had this conversation publicly in the marketplace. We've been talking about things that people need to do to be self-sufficient emotionally and spiritually in your spiritual practice, even when you are no longer in the church. And so her and I created a class that's available on demand, and I'll share that information with you. But let me tell you more about who she is. When I first met Doreen, it was at a women's empowerment conference that I was a part of. And if you've ever had the opportunity to be in her presence, then you know that she commands a certain vibration. She makes you feel like God is in the room. And I've always felt that. And so when I began to get to know her more, she's been a supporter of the work that I do with the Wonsana. She done popped her own squats, you know, and we would be in these sacred spaces. And she is such a wealth of information about spiritual traditions and her experience with God. And it's so diverse. I will never forget the day, Doreen, that you started praying in Arabic. I was like, you can do that? I had no idea. (laughs) Like, she is just a, a living demonstration of how diverse God is. When we say God is omnipresent everywhere all the time, it's one thing to believe that is true. It's another thing to cultivate enough of God's presence within yourself that no matter what environment you are in, God is there. And that is who Doreen Haynes is to me. That's my experience of her gift. And that is how I experience her. And she has also created this beautiful ministry called Inner Circle Prayer Light Ministries, and she has leaned fully into her assignment as an ordained interfaith minister. And so, Doreen, thank you so much for always saying yes. Thank you for being a part of the Womb Sana family and our executive team, helping us manage the spiritual currency. I am happy you are here. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, that was a 
was awesome to me. Um, I have no words. When you hear your history with your sisters played back to you, you feel like a rush all over again of those moments. So um, thank you for that. And to the people, I say, you know, peace and greetings. Hug yourself for me. Since I'm not there, um, hug yourself for me because mm -hmm. that's how we do. We Everything operating from the place of love, and you will have to get your healing through that. Ashay. So tonight's topic for the conversation is near and dear, I think, to both of us because we've shared our experiences, and I know we're not alone in it. When I made my transition from the traditional church environment into, you know, getting outside of those four walls, I think I assumed that there would be a warm embrace of who I am and how my gifts need to be expressed. Mm -hmm. But I think I found dogma and indoctrination even outside of church. I yeah. remember being amongst, like my first connection was the comedic tradition. Um, and it was this tone of like, if you weren't initiated, if you weren't able to name drop certain names, then you weren't invited into certain conversations. Mm -hmm. um, and so then I started experiencing the Ifa tradition, right? If, and it was a similar thing. And it felt like the same thing I experienced in church. Oh, if you don't let me cover you as your bishop and hold my cup and be my armor bearer for a certain number of years. Who are you to think your gift is valid here? Hmm. Can we talk about it? Sure, absolutely. And the funny thing is, I'm like, if I had a list, if, if I was actually sitting here with a piece of paper, did I just check off that we had a similar walk at two different um, periods of time? Only thing I didn't go through was um, uh, anything related to comedic tradition, me as a, um, a community. But two things I think happens here when we experience that outside of the church and this is in no way so we know all different kind of people are going to hear this so i'm not coming for anybody but this is just my experience and observation with going back to ifa i felt like um there are a lot of you know traditions and rules and things like that which is i highly respect but where is the vision of the leaders to say, hey, um, let me just embrace this person so that they can see if this is the path they need to be on, you know, mm. instead of making people feel like you are only worthy of um, getting a reading or doing um, prescribed, you know, um, um, rituals or whatever. Again, um, I've done them and with wholeheartedly believing that it was um, necessary to my life, but <clears throat> where was the conversation with me after you saw me three or four times, you know, to say, hey, you know what, you have a respect for our tradition. You fully understand because, you know, you were focused in on what you were doing with the highest level of reverence. Let me talk to you about furthering your, your study or anything like that. I didn't get that. So, um, one more example before I give you my opinion of that. Um, even with churches, um, and they have this structured welcoming 
ministries and welcoming committees and all that stuff. And it's fine as long as you want to join something to lend your hands to it. But are these ministry leaders in their full discernment to say, hey, young lady, Miss Tama, you know, thanks for coming to help with the bake sale. But I specifically heard from God this, you know, this young lady needs to be nurtured in her gift. So that led me to believe that it's just that business as usual that somehow the switch has turned off in the leaders to hear from God when people walk through their doors. That's why I'm selective of I support people, I service them, but people who are part of my ministry, oh no. I have to I have to know who they are and I fully hear from God what to give them because it is my goal that they are set on their way. I always mm-hmm. tell them, I don't want y'all looking at me for the next 20 years. Still love me, still be connected to me, but I'm going to train you or whatever it is that you need so you can go out there and start your own, um, you know, to fulfill your purpose, but not sit here in service to me, the service yes. to the divine. You said something key when you said, ministry leaders turn off the switch and you know what i call that switch the Mm. ego right and it was my spiritual father who taught me the acronym ego edges god out Mm -hmm. i understand and i really want you to speak to this because we're in the age of aquarius and people are waking up in different ways Mm -hmm. i understand the value of this is how we've always done it right Mm -hmm. and these are the traditions whether the traditions are man-made created or spiritually inspired, there's a space for us to honor tradition. Mm -hmm. But how do we handle the reality that some of the things of old do not apply to these new experiences the world is having and that people are having with their spirituality? Mm -hmm. So I feel like when you say specifically, being specific about the age of Aquarius, the other part that we probably would have got to was, you know I me, mean? I'm, I'm going to skip ahead some chapters, <laughs> is that besides the awakening, the other part of the awakening is also the exposure. So these leaders um, that are only one step, one lesson ahead of their students, they're being exposed. So mm. you cannot get, you know, your proper um, spiritual development on with the foundation of saying this is for your evolution and your elevation is I'm just one, I read it last night and now Thursday night, I'm gonna get on the line and try to teach it. So what is also happening and for the for the hearts that are healing from these type of experiences, I beg you hold on because all of these type of teachers, they're being exposed and being getting out the way so that the, the the people who have the full understanding of the modern technology with tradition and new revelations in the foundation of what was always there, if that makes any sense. It does. Okay. It okay. does. And it's, you know, I get asked about this a lot because you and I have similar giftings and vibrations, but our journeys were different. So I've (laughs) always been a rebel, right? So like I've never from my youth ever felt like I needed anybody other than God because I've heard God clearly for myself. I don't have a memory of not hearing God for myself. 
So my desire of like connecting with spiritual communities and trying to lead in certain structures wasn't because I was searching for God. I was searching for community and a safe space to express what I knew God gave me. You know what I mean? And then I have some women who were like, I didn't know nothing about God, couldn't hear from God until pastor put me on this path. So now their connection to God is through pastor, you know? So so I think I should probably take notes so I don't forget my own thought because everything is so juicy and I can't, I haven't figured out how to talk on everything at the same time, but trying to stay in order because, you know, this is, this is like our regular around the table conversation. It really but is. The first thing I wanted to say is um, the rebels are important. Doesn't mm. matter because if there were no rebel rebels, there wouldn't have been a Reformation church. If there were no mm. rebels, there wouldn't have been any um, just any kind of change that happened from the time when we are talking about there was only one way to do it and then someone's saying no well this is my interpretation but what you do with a rebel when you are a leader and you have an established community and a rebel comes into your place you just meet their other needs what i mean by that is i can't mess with that your communication with god right that is i I got the t-shirt um that says I woke up like this, like that, that's a real thing. So, Mm -hmm. so that's not where I'm going with you. I work, I will work with you on things like, okay, how are you managing your interpersonal relationships? Because you, whatever your tendency is that even when you meet people, you know, your connection is so strong. So you didn't read them already before they even had a chance to even show you who they are or different situations. So the practical things of life is where you step in as the leader and to help them stay focused. Because one thing and uh, about them rebels, sometimes their energy is so much that they mm-hmm. tend to be, oh, so let me help you develop things so that you can focus and stay on target with what you have naturally. I'm not touching that. And I'm not, um, it doesn't diminish me because I know that. But there are still other areas because you are still human. I love what you're saying. And this is what I love about you, because even though you know the mantle God is giving you and the force that you are, you have always, in my experience of you, shown mastery around holding space for people who their process looks different. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you, and I think this is a trait that effective healthy, balanced leaders hold. I don't need you to be the same as me for me Mm -hmm. to know that what's inside of you is just as valid as what's inside of me. Mm -hmm. But I think that's where people get hurt because there are some leaders who are out here propagating the energy and the message of if you don't do it the way I did it, if you don't talk about it the way I talk about it, if you don't have it in your bloodline, you know, it's all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And when I bring up the age of Aquarius, it's because every system that is no longer sustainable is crumbling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if as a leader, you've made your impact 
by withholding information, charging people large amounts of money to access it, and then calling them into an expression of yourself, even if it doesn't always line up with their natural inclinations. I don't think that system is sustainable. Mm-hmm. And and there's also, so when you were talking, two words popped into my mind was um, about the ego. And, um, and now it's gone, right? I'm telling you, I got to get my pad because everything is buzzing around in his head. But I'm mm-hmm. gonna just, I'm gonna just work with this for the moment. The ego. When we, when we said about doing it my way and things like that, there's no growth. See, for me, the spiritual path, and then for the the people that they are my blessing, my godchildren, they are my wealth and my blessing, and I handle mm-hmm. them as my treasure, but at the same time, they are clear and they respect the fact that I am transparent to them that I'm still I'm still evolving as well. I've mm-hmm. evolved past the stuff I give them because I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna say, okay, Tamer, you said, um, can you bring a dish to my party? I'm not gonna volunteer something I don't know how to cook. I'm right. gonna cook that thing that I know that you ate it and you was like, girl, I need some more. So I am fully, you know, um, um, educated and experienced on what I give them, but there's still further for me to go as well. So we travel together and grow. So when you have the situations, I don't care what denomination or affiliation or what kind of Asian you are, when you are stuck in the structure and stuff is inaccessible to you from your leader, they're also not growing. And if they are, they're selfish. And if they're selfish, mm. then where's the love? Where is the fruits of the spirit that we are supposed to be operating on so that the gift continues to grow? Whew, you Listen, you preaching now. I did not bring my tambourine. I'm this sorry. Episode. I'm going to drink some water. That, I'm going to cut listen, it down. Listen, here. Let's talk about that selfish piece, right? Because I see a lot of leaders using their businesses and ministries as a trauma bonding experience. You're Mm -hmm. not serving the people just to serve them. You're serving the people trying to prove to yourself that you're worthy of leadership. My goodness. Okay. Uh And your wounds are loud. I don't care how pretty the flyer is. I don't care how many logos you can put on the bottom of your website to show that you have influence. How valuable is the influence when it's bathed in insecurity and unresolved trauma? Mm -hmm. There is a real thing um, called spiritual abuse and misuse of authority and tyranny. Mm-hmm. How do we identify what we're dealing with on both sides? How do we identify if we are gifted with leadership skills and capabilities? How do we create checkpoints for ourselves to make sure that we're not using the vehicle of what we create to try to, you know, nurse our wounds? And then if we're somebody trying to find a community and and mentors and people to connect with, how do we create checkpoints? to make sure that we're not misaligned with people just because they're gifted and loud. So I would like to start with the practitioner first. Mm -hmm. Um, So here I am, you know, I'm at this point in my life 
And I feel that um, there's a spirituality, and I want to step outside of religion. So, right. you know, you start going to, to to meetings, and, well, everything is virtual now, but you know what I mean, and you someone tell you about this. And first of all, there's no better, I call um, ADT, your, I call your discernment your ADT. Anything you go into, whether if it's just a sipping chat, you need to to pray and connect and say, all right, spirit, I need you to hear the conversations I don't hear, and I need you watching to see, okay, what's going on. That's before you even leave home. But now you're mingling with people. you got to ask yourself, what is your criteria? So what is your criteria? Meaning that for me to say that, um, First Street Baptist Church ain't doing it for me. I just made that up. If that's a real place, this disclaimer is that was just off the top of my head. So please forgive yes. me because I'm not disrespectful to anyone. But um, so when you came to that realization, don't go to a community wanting them to feed you, but you ain't ask for what you want. You ain't tell people. Like when you go somewhere, they say, do you have food allergies, right? Do you have mm -hmm. a preference? Don't come walking up in here and you didn't know what you was looking for. So that's how people get um, wounded because <clears throat> you you didn't express that. You didn't set your boundaries down to say, okay, well, no, they don't have, um, I don't know, a single ministry or they don't have a, a healing, whatever, whatever it is. But you need to sit down and say, if I'm leaving this phase of my life or I feel there's something more, take the time to ask yourself, what is it that you think you need that's going to make you whole? And keep in mind, it's just a school because mm -hmm. what you said in the beginning, you said that we had similar paths at that look different because to me, it's not that I changed religions, Tama, I went through a school. When the Islamic mm -hmm. school was over, I moved on and even not by choice. You see what I'm saying? So we right. stopped thinking that we need to go sit down in a building for the next 40 years because you're proving your loyalty. You're not proving your loyalty. You're stunting your growth. Yes. So there's a way to respectfully because let me tell you, I was that person. I could serve under anybody, you know, and, and be quiet, sit in the back. But when the thing started stirring and I couldn't contain it, I just wanted somebody to help me understand what was happening. But they couldn't because either it was a threat or they just wasn't going to deal with that. So mm. I would say for the person, just like any other thing you handle in life or like my favorite teacher, Tama always says, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So <laughs> if you're not able to articulate in a spiritual setting what it is that you need, that means you also are unfulfilled in other areas of your life. So you got So pause right there because I don't want nobody mm -hmm. to miss this. This is mm -hmm. important, right? What you're saying is important and it ties into the episode that, that we did with uh, Dr. Anika Wilson about mm -hmm. misplaced mental illness because the spiritual bypassing behavior is because you think the power you need is outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you come into a community acting like you don't have what you need, 
even if that's really what you believe, you bring in a certain kind of energy and expectation of people feeding you when really you're there to activate what's within you. So people come in with this narrative of being malnourished when honestly, it's really just mistaken self-identity. You think that the treasure, the missing puzzle piece is anywhere but within you. So then you get mad when you get amongst the circle of women and everybody's laughing and happy, but you still miserable because you're still looking outside of yourself for something. You're not there for them to put it in you. You're there to recognize that it's in you and to become congruent with the joy, right? Like it blows my mind how easily, Doreen, we give the power to anybody but ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we give the responsibility of our joy and sense of clarity and peace to everybody. Like, why do we give it away so easily? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's what I think actually feeds the egos of imbalanced leaders. Mm-hmm. When you're constantly putting them on a pedestal and making them responsible for your wholeness, your healing, your I couldn't have got here without you. You know, all of that feeds mm-hmm. the ego. Mm-hmm. And as leaders, we have to learn when it's time to to let people go, whether mm-hmm. we want to or not. Mm-hmm. We should have boundaries as leaders that says, every time you try to feed my ego, I'm so clear on why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm going to remind you that it wasn't me. How about that? That you came into my energy, but you activated something for yourself. I'm just your witness. I was just here to cheer you on. You know what I mean? Drop some nuggets here and there. No, you did this for yourself. Let's celebrate everybody. Let's just, let's not sit here and create these dynamics that turn into toxicity and begin to deteriorate over time because it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, why do you think some leaders have a hard time not receiving the praise? Why do they, why do they feed off of it? So, that, okay, I'm going to try to tie it in with the other part of your question um, when saying about how the leaders using their businesses and then whatever they're supposed to offer spiritually as um as trauma bond. So with the the praise and the accolades and all these different things, I think that at the onset of that position or that um stage of life where you were given certain things through ordination and whatever it was, yes, if you did the work up to that point, or some people who were legacy um, uh, through, you know, their family was expected that you would be a preacher and all these things. It is that continual work on self that you don't lose the perspective to say that at the, the beginning of the day and the end of the day, I am an expression of the divine, Is it, whether it's in a skirt, in pants, Sneakers, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So in being that, it is beneath me. It is beneath me to teach you out your money. It is beneath mm. me to to have to um, guilt somebody into their loyalty because um, a, a, a like spirit attraction is not what's holding us together. 
You see what I'm saying? Yes. So when we when we get off of, and I don't mean so, people have rubbed me the wrong way with that self-care, self-care as leaders, but your self-care was not answering phone calls of people who was nearly suicidal because they wasn't equipped to deal with what they had to do with anyway, and they've been with you. So when your pastor go on vacation for the summer, just look around and nothing is moving the way it should. How is that? So mm. what is missing in the fundamental teaching to say, I, as the, as the spiritual mother of this house and you, um, we are on the same path, meaning that I have to continually keep my focus on who I am. And as the church can say, and whose I am. So mm -hmm. some of those other things, so I will be getting my own food at the, we go somewhere to eat. I can get my own food because the humility is going to keep me in a place where I can clearly hear from God. I don't want to keep regurgitating teaching. Sometimes I don't, I'm tired or I need to do something. Thank God for videos, you know, but I instruct them, okay, watch it, but let's have a conversation. But not at no time am I going to keep tapping in. And there's some days where we don't have class. You know why? Because I don't hear anything. But right. we get together, <laughs> well, we, I call it power talk, and mm -hmm. we just kick it. But trust me, you in, you in a room full of mediums, that's because they are. Every, everyone is. That's a different topic. But, you know, the spirit is going to come in, and some revelation is going to come. But when I tell you I don't hear, I'm going to tell you, Tama, I ain't hear nothing about that. Yeah. So just so that I think that my if I had a short answer that if the leaders keep in perspective who they are and who they are, the the negative things, the toxic things that happen would be beneath them because look at the laws of my yacht. Mm-hmm. That's you so know? good. It's like mm -hmm. while you were talking, I was hearing there's a difference between knowing you're a leader and thinking you everybody's leader. Mm. <laughs> Okay. Okay. There's a difference between I know I have the gift of leadership, but now I think I'm everybody's leader. So how about this, Emma? The gift, the gift of leadership can have you set up this banging 50th birthday party. I'm talking about. Okay. But do that mean that you are supposed to be sitting in the chair taking responsibility for somebody's spiritual development? No girl, you're a party planner, but you're a leader. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started. We ain't got enough time. Don't don't you gas me up over here. But listen, and then the other piece when you were talking about um when we turned to the conversation of using our businesses and ministries to trauma bond, I think people receive the praise too much and in balanced ways because it finally speaks to that inner child wound of I am good enough. See, look, see. Mm -hmm. All these people are saying, I, I did it. I helped them. Mm -hmm. So them bullies that used to tease me on the playground, you were wrong. right? Like, <laughs> And I think it happens at a subconscious level. So mm -hmm. thank you for really highlighting that. In the times of old, um, mm -hmm. I believe, because I was there, and I, I keep mm -hmm. coming back for some reason. I don't know what's wrong mm -hmm. with me. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> in the mm -hmm. times of old, they weren't seeking the things that we tend to look for. The, the ordinations, the public validation, 
they understood that everybody has a piece of God. I'm curious. Let me head over to Mesopotamia and see how they how mm-hmm. they get their peace. Let me head over to Kemet and see mm-hmm. how they get their peace. It was this this beautiful like big bowl of soup, mm-hmm. and everybody had their piece of the soup, right? Like, and it was all okay. It wasn't. We are the only ones with the truth over here, mm-hmm. and y'all ain't got it right over there, right? So I, I think I we just, need to remember the wisdom in that. I just want to cut up one more time. If I'm allowed one more silly okay, moment. Okay, one more cut up. One more. Okay. So, but then I, I absolutely got to chime in for that. But um, I made someone very angry with me when she was telling me that I should come to her church and all these different things. So I said, how old is your pastor? She said, oh, 45. I said, 45. I said, so before he was born, nobody had no truth in them. Nobody. <laughs> I cannot so, with you. Yeah. So needless to say, that didn't go over too well. Right. You know what I'm saying? What is the ridiculousness of saying that when Sunday morning comes, I can't just go drive down the street and say, if I feel like going in here because they got a pink door and I want to see why they got a pink door and respectfully sit down that I'm going to need all the mothers to come pray for me because I did that. And your pastor only 45 years old. So what happened the years before that? But anyway. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's a real question because <laughs> this is the reason I don't believe in evangelism. I am not an evangelist. I ain't trying to convince nobody of nothing. The same way my God didn't convince me of him and her. So, you know, for me, there is no freedom without, you know, truth. And in order for everybody to feel free, we have to respect and acknowledge that we all have the right to choose our truth. And that energy, and and this is kind of where I want to start wrapping this up to everybody, whether you're on the side of creating spaces for people to come into, or you're going into spaces or both. Be so good with your decisions about what is true for you that you're not trying to make somebody else or or dictate somebody else's truth. Like be so good with your truth and it's working so well for you that you ain't got to try to prove it. Just be clear on your truth, living your truth. And if somebody's path looks different from yours, that doesn't mean that they're not on their path. It just means their path is different. And if we all are the same, then who's really needed? Earth is a classroom of polarity. We appreciate the sunshine because of the rain. We appreciate light because darkness teaches us things, right? Like, so we need, we actually need the diversity of God. If God wanted to be a template, wouldn't we just have one bird, one tree? One, you know what I mean? I just feel like yeah, everything yeah. about this realm teaches the principle of diversity. So when you say to somebody, you can't be a correct teacher of this tradition because you don't use the same language and you didn't go through the same method I went through. Like, really? What does that lead to? And why was that so important for you to say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I really, I really want to understand. 
is it that you're subtly trying to create a pedestal for yourself and you don't realize it? And when the I, Christians say we got the uh, trademark on God, mm-hmm. nobody else can find truth outside of the name of Jesus. He was Jewish. That wasn't even his name, but this is not that episode. Okay? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> and, but, and that's what I wanted to offer if mm-hmm. someone was listening to this, like this is the whole, the sum of, I would say, going back to those people you said of going to the different lands and stuff like that. Become a student of universal law. Universal law will help you to see the tenets of peace and love and how to deal with people in Buddhism, Hinduism, Mm -hmm. and you would see it. And as you as you take your time and just read it for the for the information, meaning for the guidance, but then you ultimately enact you know, whatever it is that you will attain by way of knowledge. But the wisdom of it is understanding that it's universal. So yes. it will the beauty, the most beautiful thing I saw the other day was a Chinese statue of Mary and the baby. Completely mm. Asian features and it was beautiful. So come on. That was an energy right there. And depict depicted the way the people look. They could identify because the the you know, the the um the archetypes look like that. So I just mm. I just wanted to offer that. And you that know how you- beautiful what you just described is? It's literally <laughs> acknowledging that, oh my God, my Asian brother and sisters found a piece of God that's in them. Mm-hmm. And this is what it looks mm-hmm. like to them. Like there's beauty mm-hmm. that we miss mm-hmm. when we try to make it all the same. You know, so thank you for sharing that. I want to see that picture because it sounds so beautiful. <laughs> so there are tools, resources, and positive energy that you make available to people um, who know that they resonate with with what you provide. So how can they stay connected to you and in, in your ministry? So um, the first connection always, I mean, this, this slight separation for me between the womb signer and my ministry because I just feel like it's an extension of a family. So, yeah, um, sure you know, that's my presence there. And um, anybody, you know, with access to um, the womb sign on Facebook, you know, can always hit me up. But also mm-hmm. on Instagram, I am there. Um, and Facebook, uh, send me uh, a friend request. My um, Facebook group is closed. I'm really... Um, particular not that anyone is denied access it's just that i want to make sure that we maintain the environment that is needed for people to grow I'm not interested in you know mm-hmm. <laughs> having no crazy stuff going on so of yeah course. um first do the womb sauna then i am on instagram and um you could um hit me up privately on facebook and connect with the groups and the different classes i have classes on different levels um yeah so so to all of our listeners if i didn't say it at the beginning doreen is actually the executive spiritual advisor for the womb sauna all of that powerful spiritual juju that y'all feel is because as an executive team we sit with our advisor and she helps us stay in alignment with the purpose of this movement 
So if you're listening and you really want to have a direct connect, you can email her at Doreen at thewombsana.com and she will give you a list of other ways to access the classes, mm-hmm. the ministry, all of that. She is also a part of our Facebook group where we do the podcast after hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that'll be airing you know, shortly after this episode. You can pop in there and give us feedback about this conversation. If you had a big aha moment, um, you can tag Doreen, you can tag me and say, oh my God, when y'all said that, you know, that really blessed me. Or this is my question based on this part of the conversation. We are there and you can meet us there and continue to access some of this water we pour, you know, <laughs> and we love, we love having moments like this. Y'all got to peek into like our, our private conversations. <laughs> I feel like this is what Doreen and I talk about cultivate and our work when we're supporting each other's community supporting each other um if you don't have people in your life who speak your language it's time to give yourself that Mm. time to give yourself that you could not be more deserving of it so Mm -hmm. thank you to all of you for tuning in whether you caught the live airing or you're catching the replay and if there's somebody that you know who needs to hear this conversation share, invite them to subscribe and favorite. The Heal Everything podcast just entered its sixth country in less than 10 episodes. Incredible. Um, And we're in 98% of the U.S. We have listeners all across this country. So my point is, I know these conversations are important. Help us continue to get them to people who need to hear them. I love you and I can't wait to meet you in the next episode. Peace.